This is Birth Confidential with TJ. Thanks for checking out Birth Confidential. So this is going to be the finale of season one. I've got some really exciting things coming for season two, and we'll kick that off beginning of August. Just give you some time to catch up on the past 15 episodes. And this episode is with my friend Des, also my coworker who does the morning show on KS95 with Crisco, Des, and Ryan. I've had some requests to get her birth story. Um, it's a really scary, emotional story. And we will touch on this a little bit more later on in the podcast. But I do want to mention that I feel knowledge is power. And, and a common theme that I have found doing this podcast is so many women said, I didn't know, or nobody told me. And that's why they want to share their stories, because there are things that they wish they would have known. Of course, there are things that people don't want to know, because if you're like me, you take the one bad story and you run with it your entire pregnancy. So I don't want these stories to scare you. My hope is that they empower you to ask questions. If something sounds familiar, to know what questions to ask. You are are your only advocate. So I hope that you are getting information out of these stories and not being scared away from having a baby because the goal is to empower you and to give you information. You might want to grab a tissue though real quick before listening to this episode because even this one made me cry. Here's Des talking about how her and her husband Taylor met. So I went to the fair to see Def Leppard and um, he was sitting right next to me. Really? Yep. Cute. It was like friend of friends, sort of. Like we knew some, you know, someone in common. And um, by the end of the night, it was pour some sugar on me. It was like, literally. The next day we went on our first date and it was my last first date with anybody but him. I didn't know this story. That is so cute. Yeah. So whenever Def Leppard's in town, we always have to go. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> How long before you got married? We met in 2011. We got engaged in 2012 and we got married in 2013. And did you know that you wanted to have kids right away or what was the thought process there? Um, I'm a titch older than him. <laughs> Cougar. So I knew I didn't want to wait too long, but I wanted to spend a couple of years just like enjoying being married and, you know, traveling okay. and having a good time. So I guess we'd still moved pretty quickly. I had Dusty in 2015. Okay. So I guess actually we really didn't waste any time. <laughs> Tell me about Dusty's birth and how that went. Okay. Pregnancy with her was awesome. You know, just my normal, like the normal morning sickness and all that, but felt really good. My water broke at home like the day before my due date. And so we had to head straight to the hospital. You know, a lot of people do that whole like, oh, I'm laboring at home. I really wanted to do that, but you can't do that when your water breaks. So we went straight to the hospital and we just watched Netflix for like the next 18 hours or something. I thought, I mean, everything was pretty normal. The one thing with Dusty is that I had a hard time getting her out because her little head was kind of to the side and her head was like getting stuck on my pelvic bones. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. I know that they were really close. They had a team in um, thinking they were going to need to do a C-section. But I'm like, I can do this. I'm going to push her out. Did they try to use the vacuum on her? I kept asking. I'm like, don't you have something that you can suck her out? And they kept saying that they did not. Or that they, they don't didn't? do that anymore. I was what? like, please, My God. daughter was born with a vacuum. I wanted to vacuum. Nobody would vacuum her out. Oh, they vacuumed my daughter <sighs> out. Legally, they can only try three times. So it was the third time that I was like, I'm not going in for an emergency C-section at this point. Yeah, like, they, I'm doing Oh, this. my gosh. See, I, I didn't know. And seriously, I had a birth plan, but I don't even remember what the birth plan yeah. was once I got in there. I just wanted to have her naturally. 
with drugs, but naturally. And apparently when I push out babies, I throw up the whole time. So that's super fun. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. If I just get so exhausted or what. So I'd be like, push, throw up, push, throw up. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. interesting. So poor little thing. When she was born, she just like her baby pictures that are supposed to be so cute. She just has this huge red, like bruised indention. Aww. Um on her head. It wasn't super great, but I mean, things could have ended very badly there with the pelvic bone and everything. Um, so she was great. She was born. And I don't feel like anybody really told me about that whole afterbirth situation. Right. Like I knew there was a thing, but I didn't know I like had to birth it. Like the placenta. Uh-huh. And then did they massage your stomach? Oh, yes. Massage. That's the mm. word. It's not yeah. A, that, they, yeah. I don't know if I read it or someone was like, just make sure they get all of the placenta out. So I was very mm-hmm. much adamant, like, is it all coming out? And she's like, here it is. And shows it to me all intact. I'm like, OK. See, mine was a hot mess. It was. She couldn't get it out. Working, working, working. And she examined it a lot. She thought she had it. And I didn't think much of it. I'm like, perfect. That's how it works. We got it out. fast. I mean, after that, everything was great. We spent a couple nights in there with with Dusty and everything was great. But then fast forward six weeks. When I went in for my, you know, first postpartum checkup, I had been bleeding for six weeks. And, and you didn't know if that was normal or not. I didn't. And I, I'm not an idiot. Like, I read a ton of books. I did research. But, like, you almost kind of forget everything. Yeah. I don't know. I should have just called the doctor and said, am I supposed to still be doing that? I just figured it was normal. My mom kept saying, this just seems kind of weird. I'm like, I feel like it's normal. So, of course, go to the doctor and they're like, this is not normal. This has been the whole time. I'm like, yeah. So, um, yeah, come to find out your nightmare that you didn't want. The placenta was still in me. So they oh did. I know. I know. But I. But really, at this point, too, I was thinking, no big deal. You yeah. know, they'll go in. There's a procedure. Take it out. Yeah. They did a DNC. The only thing that was scary about that is I had a six week old at home. Yeah. So, you know, I do like the because I'm over the top about everything. I recording videos. Singing my favorite songs to her just in case. Oh my mommy gosh, doesn't wake same. up. I do that too. <laughs> right? Yes. I'm like, I'm telling you all these stories. The mommy would tell you. I know. It's oh. so sad. I but did all that, that too. went smooth. So, did they tell you anything afterwards? Like you could be high risk in your next pregnancy. That these are the things you should look for if you were to have another baby. No, I guess we kind of were on the thought we were going to just be a one and done kind of a couple, but. We really liked her so much. We thought, let's do this again a couple years later, four years later. Um, So, no, I I had no idea it would be high risk in any way and had a hard time getting pregnant with River anyways. Mm -hmm. Like I kept going in for tests and, you know, um, it got to a point where they said, well, I don't think you probably will get pregnant naturally. If you want, we'll go to a fertility clinic and you can get started there. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm fine. I think I'm good. I think one baby is fine. And um, little did I know at that that call that I was bawling my eyes out when they told me they didn't think I could have another baby. I was pregnant. Actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm like, OK. And then like with River, I uh, had a good pregnancy. Everything seemed great. Did you no. have the same doctor that you had when you were pregnant with Dusty? I went to the same clinic, but I ended up. I ended up switching doctors because I guess, you know, I was maybe a little bit worried with the first little thing that had happened. I thought maybe I had had a, um, oh my gosh, midwife. With Dusty, I had a midwife. I love the the clinic and I love the midwife. Um, I just switched to a different doctor and I'm like, well, maybe in case there would be something, you know, a doctor. I don't know if that's, there's any. Yeah. Like truth or thought in that. But so same, same thing that happened with Dusty. My water broke. 
but it was three weeks early with River. So that was a little surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that was happening. I was like, okay, here we go. (laughs) But usually the second one, it comes fast. So were you at home? I was actually at my in-laws in River Falls. So, and we were going to Minneapolis to have the baby. Oh gosh, yeah. Were you afraid you were going to have a baby in a car? I kind of was. Oh yeah. Yeah, I kind of was. But lo and behold, I take a long time to get a baby out. So it was still like 20 some hours. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I get my epidural, everything Seems great. And the doctor who was on duty that I assumed would be delivering my baby. Mm -hmm. um, Of course, I went through like three doctors by the time it was all done. But she said, are you aware of your high risk? And I'm like, what? She's like, I see that you had this with the placenta. I can't remember the name of it. Um, And I was like, no, this is my first time I'm hearing about it. And I just I don't know if I didn't go to that final checkup. You know, it was a little early and maybe we just never she didn't think we needed to have this discussion. I don't know, because I think a common theme that I'm hearing when I'm doing these podcasts is a lot of women are like, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people don't talk about these stories because they don't want to scare pregnant women. Like when we briefly talked about this yesterday, you said, if I were listening to these stories, I never would have had babies. And I'm like, I know me too. But listening to them also, you hear it and you're like, okay, that happened to me. And this is something maybe I should ask my doctor or how would you know to go ask your doctor if you're high risk? Unless somebody else was like, you know, you might want to ask your doctor if you're high risk because this also happened to me. And if we're not talking about it and having the conversation, like you said, knowledge is power. And I totally believe that. I don't want this podcast to be something that scares women. No, me either. You know, because my birth was obviously traumatizing as as well as yours. There's a lot of similarities there. But I hope that like when people listen to this, they go, oh, my gosh, this is what I went through or this is what I was going through. Or they hear it and then they have a baby and it sounds familiar. So they know to look because and ask. We were talking about fatherhood with Kevin Hart mm-hmm. and how um, Taylor wasn't able to watch it. And Ricky and I watched it, too. And I'm like, that was literally my life. Like, mm-hmm. she passed away from a blood clot. And I had a blood clot. Yeah. But I just happened to get lucky that other things happened. Otherwise, if I would have went home, I would have died. Yeah. I would not be here right now. Right. So it's like women should know these things. And like the doctor said, we don't do CT scans after every woman has birth. Has I know. Birth, gives birth. Gives birth <laughs> as a baby. We don't do like CT scans. So you just you don't know. It's just part of like the complication. Right. And you always hear that word. Oh, did you have complications? Well, there are so many different complications. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know to ask or what to be looking for. I mean, these doctors are doing their best, but they're also they've got a lot of patients that they're dealing with. You know, yeah. at these times. And the other thing is I noticed that a lot of clinics don't have the same doctor that you see. No, I did Deliver your baby. Yep. And that was a big deal for me. And I told my doctor, I was like, I want you to deliver my baby. Like, I wouldn't see any other doctor in her clinic. She's yeah. like, whoever's on call is who's going to deliver. Yeah. So I ended up being induced on her one on-call day, which happened to be my due date. Yeah. I was like, I'm having this baby <laughs> with you here. But then when we were talking about having a second one, um, the fertility clinic we were going through, they set us up with a high-risk doctor for a consultation. She spent an hour with me explaining things that I never would have known. And you're like, this is my body. How do I not know these things? Yeah, like she said that because I had a postpartum hemorrhage that I'm very likely to have another one. Yeah. So she's like, we'll have bags of blood set up for you ready to go. You'll have to be on a blood thinner your entire pregnancy. If you're on a blood thinner and you go into labor naturally, um, you would have to have a baby without an 
epidural because oh. like you can't have the blood thinner in your system and have right. an epidural. So it was like a whole thing. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm out on that second one. So I got my first one and we're good. Right. Went to this high risk doctor. I never would have known any of those things. Right. I wish I would have known that there was a high risk involved with having a second baby. It's only a percentage, though. And I took yeah. that even when they told me at the doctor when I'm about to actually give birth. I'm like, oh, what are the chances? My mom's like, oh, gosh, that's not good. I'm like, hey, if I haven't heard about it, I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Right. I can't remember what the percentage is, but it's called placenta accreta. So I wasn't real worried about it, even in the moment, I guess. I'm not a big worrier. And then the birth was great. Like, I was like, gosh, I nailed that. Like, I got him out so much better than with Dusty <laughs> yeah. and all. Oh, he was just so cute and snuggly. And right as they started to... um you know, do the afterbirth part thing again. All of a sudden, that's when everything just kind of went in a blur. And I'm sure you can totally, oh, I guess yours wasn't during the birth part. Mm -hmm. I just, everything just went to a blur. They took River from me and I decided it was because I needed to focus and, you know, we need to make sure we do it right this time. And my mom says, because all the accounts I kind of have are from people around me. Mm -hmm. My mom says they took River, gave the baby to her and asked her to go like stand in the corner to just not watch what was going on. And Taylor said he had no idea. All of a sudden there was just every doctor, every nurse in there, and they just took me away. And they didn't tell him what was going yeah, on? Yeah, they really didn't know what was going on. I think mm. they knew that I was bleeding and that they needed to make it stop. But, oh gosh, you can't. You're going to make me cry. It. I got goosebumps. It's <laughs> I just remember so vividly, like being on the little gurney thing and they're going so fast. Like my feet are hitting and I have to, go through elevators and this and that and are I, they telling you at this time like what's happening like are you asking or can yes. you not remember I I do remember asking and I remember them just saying that I was bleeding and that they needed to make it stop Ugh. and so I mean the next part is like horrid only because of my thought process during it so I have an epidural so they can't knock me out to do anything right so, you know, the big surgery rooms that are all metal, oh, all the God, bright lights. Yeah. I am just laying there as the doctor, who I really, really liked, was doing everything she could to help make the bleeding stop. Did you feel a sense of panic from the doctor? Did you? Yeah. All I heard were things like, like, we need more blood. We're losing her. We need more blood. And then I, I don't know what it is because I did this during when I was giving birth to I get so sick. So as she's going in to try to fix it, and I'm sure it's so sensitive, you know, I am throwing up. And so it's, I'm ruining everything every time my stomach goes, uh. oh, the guy the, um, who gives you the epidural, the he, anesthesiologist. Seemed, he seemed so grumpy when he was in dealing with me before. But the whole time during this part of the surgery, he stood by me and held my hand Aww. and like wiped my face. And I was just like, oh, thank God. And I had another nurse that was so amazing. But I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, how is this happening? I only got to hold my son for like five seconds you know I've just thought this is definitely it I am not going to see him grow up I'm not going to anything and then I'm thinking about Taylor and and my daughter and it just seemed like I was in there for so long and I thought at the end of that surgery that it was all fixed mm -hmm. you know what I mean I'm like okay well it seems like they wrapped things up they say your body holds like eight to ten units of blood I think they said I had six to eight units of blood like I was hemorrhaging so, so, oh so gosh. much. Yeah. And then um, and then at that point, I remember that doctor just pulling me aside and I'm like, oh, can I go see my baby? And she said, well, I, I couldn't fix it. 
And I'm like, okay. So she said, I'm going to try something in between, but your next step is a hysterectomy, you know? And I, I guess I didn't really care that much. I just, whatever you can do mm-hmm. to fix it. And then I'm like, okay, well, I just want to see my baby. Nope. I get whisked up to the ICU where the baby couldn't be. And I was just by myself. Oh, it just, you just go, you go to that place that, you know, you don't want to think about. When she couldn't get the bleeding to stop that time and took you to the ICU, you had had so much blood put back in your body that you weren't like critical in the moment or were they taking you up to watch you and see what? Honestly, I don't really know. I know that there was enough blood back in me. And then, I mean, I know this is a birth thing, so I'm just TMI, but they shoved a bunch of towels in me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like code for something medical. No, it's towels in you. Uh, My doctor called it packing. Yes, packing. Yes. But I was like packing with what? And they said towels. And I thought that was like meant a really cute little gauze situation. (laughs) No, No. sick. Um, But so then they had to wait a certain amount of time to see if they could get it stopped. And um, one time they did bring River up and I got to hold him for a couple of minutes and that was awesome. And the nurses up there loved it because they never get to see babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did get it to stop enough to have me go into just one more surgery um, where they went in and, is it cauterized? Cauterized. Just went through the side and cauterized it. And I mean, it, you know, shortly after that, everything was good. Did they tell you why, what caused the bleeding? Um, they just said it's the, the high risk is the fact that I had had placenta stuck up there from the first one, and it just causes the next. It makes you just more easily, I guess, to bleed. Hmm. I, like, it didn't really make sense to me. You look up placenta accreta. I mean, it explains it, but really just it's a more chance to hemorrhage. How long were you in the ICU? Maybe two days. Two days. Did Taylor ever talk to you about, like, what he was doing while all of this was going on? Yes. Well, you know, he didn't really. Um, My mom said... The hardest part was when I got taken away, they just weren't sure what was going on. And they have this new baby who needs their mama. And so they said they all just sat there and all of a sudden the room was empty. And of course, it's an emergency. So they're they're focusing on me, which is good. So they just said they just took turns holding River and he did like the skin to skin. And my mom said they all just took turns going into the bathroom and crying and they could Mm -hmm. hear each other crying. And then they'd come back and be like, "Okay, things are good. We got this. (laughs) You know, I mean, Taylor just said it was. Uh, like he remembers more details of the things going around, uh, you know, going on. But he he does not talk about this. Like, I think he like he really thought he was going to be raising two babies by himself. Oh, God. That's... That little river. I guess he was worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's pretty cute. He is really cute. <laughs> he is cute. Wow. Oh, man. So did they tell you if you wanted to have kids that you couldn't or shouldn't or did you just never ask or find out from any Uh, doctor well I mean I don't want any more every time I would go in to the doctor after that I would get the same thing oh 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 geez I oh man how are you and I'm like felt like this other people go through this I mean people used to die by this all the time yes I mean I guess I never inquired I remember the doctor kind of one time saying like well it's probably Probably not going to do that again. No, you're right. So they put in probably about six to eight units of blood. Did you know your blood type before then? Uh, I didn't. I do now. I'm O positive. Me too. Yay. O positive for everyone. But you're right. I didn't even know that about myself. Really? Yeah. We need to really add. We're the only ones who are going to like advocate for us. Of course, the doctors have a lot of people to deal with and they're amazing. 
Oh, but yeah. It, we have to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have asked more. You know, you just have to be prepared. And no, m- most of the time, these things are not going to happen. No. And you are going to have a super smooth and awesome, easy, easy birth. Yeah. My sister popped out two kids like it was nothing. <laughs> All my girlfriends were like, too. what do you mean? <laughs> Boom. They're like, well, not so much. But hearing stories like this makes me, and honestly, other stories that have been not as traumatizing as yours, but it makes me would want to ask more questions. Yeah. And if I had a postpartum bleed, I did not know that I would bleed again, just like you didn't know that you would bleed again. Right. And like looking back, if you would have known that it would have been that serious, would you have done different things going into the birth? I thought that was kind of tough with Dusty. I, you know, I just was, it was hard to physically get her out. You know, I was like, oh man, close call. I almost had to get a C-section. Well, that was nothing, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I wonder, well, maybe should I have had a C-section? Would that, you know, because I had pushed for so long, is that what broke up everything? And so I don't know. I, I think I'm glad I wasn't worried the whole time I was pregnant. Yeah. There's that. That's not fun. But I also... I guess I wish I would have known it was more of a risk. But then what what different what thing could have I have done? That's yeah. out of my control. I was at a place where obviously they knew what they were doing. Was it a trauma center that you had the baby at? Like a yes. I had my baby at a different hospital, but they have like a main hospital. So I had to be transferred. So. Yep, it was all right there. Huge okay, hospital. Yeah. So I was definitely at the right place. The funny thing was we hadn't fully decided if we were going to go back to the same place where I had had Dusty. And we were in River Falls when my water broke with river mm-hmm. and hence his name. <laughs> and um, we are like, gosh, the Hudson hospital is right here. I know it's maybe we should just go there. And I'm like, mm, I feel like I feel fine right now. Let's just make the drive. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it would have been just fine there, but we just, we made the drive all the way into Minneapolis. And but knowing think, if you were high risk, then you would have a hundred percent went to Minneapolis without, you know, stopping right. in Hudson. Cause they would have had to probably transfer you. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Those things all aligned, Right. I don't know what I would have done different. How would I prepare for that? Yeah. I mean, you're right, though. I mean, I probably would have just because I wrote dusty letters. I did none of that stuff for River. I'm like, this is going to be this is going to be a breeze. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing. And maybe that's why we don't have like these consults with these high risk doctors, because (laughs) I'm like, would I spend my entire pregnancy being like, okay, well, I might die. Right. You know, like would I spend my entire pregnancy doing that? Probably. You would. Which is why I'm not doing it. Right. So I bet I would have thought the same. But then again, even when the doctor told me that there was a risk of hemorrhaging, I thought nothing of it. I really did. Because I'm like, oh, what are the chances? Come on. I'm not that special. You know, how is that going to happen to me? (laughs) I know. My doctor was the other day. He was like, the chances of this happening or, you know, point zero, 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 zero percent. And I was like, uh, hi, I had a birth complication that was point zero, 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 one percent. So, yes, I am very narcissistic in this conversation we're having right now. It is all about me. So, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I'm very sorry you had to go through that, but I'm glad you're healthy and the doctor saved you. Yeah, me too. Holy cow. I did not know it was like that kind of story. Yeah, it wasn't fun, but something I never realized how critical having blood available is so it has really made me just you know you have to wait a year after you're you've gotten blood transfusions i thought i couldn't donate blood ever no you you can after a year oh i can yep oh so i I didn't know that see look at us we're totally donate blood and especially our type of blood O positive is very much needed it's always in demand listen if you need a kidney i probably could give you one (laughs) (laughs) share bear i'll give you one too same thanks Um, I did not know that because yeah. I thought this whole time I couldn't give blood anymore. Yep. Well, also, it's a little weird. 
that I have somebody else's blood inside me. Do you ever think that's weird? All the time. But isn't it like it <laughs> flows through you and then it just becomes yours? Yeah. Like, like it's just mine now. It is so weird. <laughs> mine was not as urgent as yours. And they made them cover it with a towel so I couldn't see the actual blood was going in. I my didn't even arms. I didn't even see it was happening. Yeah. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. Thanks Babies. for sharing. I know it's hard. Oh, sorry, I get emotional. I get emotional. I get emotional when people share their stories like that too, I know, because I it's love just babies. It's just oh. so. I think like there's nothing else in my life that I could ever do that would top like making a human. I mean, we're badass. And yeah, like we go through it, and the dudes don't have to, but like <laughs> we made humans. Yeah, they didn't. They just had this little teeny part that they had to yeah, do with it. They didn't have to do anything. <laughs> I'm like, I made a freaking person. You made two of them. Anytime I have friends who are pregnant and about to have them, I'm just like, you are going to feel like you are a superwoman. Mm-hmm. Like that cool. your body can do that and it can recover and then you can feed them. You're like, yeah, were God. you able to nurse after that? So it was tricky with River because I did, couldn't for days obviously. And then my body was so weak. It's really none. So with Dusty, I worked super hard, kept going to the lactation nurse because it was, we had a hard time with it. Did it, nursed her for a long time. So I really wanted to do it with River. But yeah, it didn't come in as planned. I had such a low supply. I still did it for about eight months, but I still had to always supplement with, with bottles. That's my one regret is that I didn't get to do that because it just never came in. Yeah. And Hey, there's nothing you can do about yeah, that. My body was just like, I'm trying to survive and there's mm-hmm. nothing I can do. And your body. Right yes. And that's a, that was the important thing. And they make I mean, the formulas are great now. It's it's fine. So if you have another surgery or anything, is that just a birth thing or is it just like a blood thing? Because fun fact, I found out after having a baby, <laughs> O positive blood is more apt to bleed because your clotting factor is slower. <sighs> And that's a trait of O positive blood. It's a fun fact. It's nice to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just assume it was a birth thing, but I, don't know, I just hope to not have any more surgeries. Ugh. Yeah, true. Gross. Yeah, I want to get my <laughs> implants out. So I'm like, I got one more, one more surgery to oh, knock shoot. out. I kind of want a mommy <laughs> tuck and lift situation someday. So I'm not going to rule that out, but I will look into the fact of the blood. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, because I went to the hematologist after that because mine was bleeding situation and a blood clotting situation. So when they went to the hematologist, she's like, well, it's just a trait of O positive blood that you're they do a factor timing, like a D dimer, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. And they time how long it takes your blood to clot. And it's just a slow clotting blood type. So if it starts, it's hard to get it to stop. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Would have been fun to know ahead of time. <laughs> Not that it would have mattered, but you'd be like, can you get some of that extra O positive up in here? <laughs> I'm oh. just going to need to know. Uh, would you like to know one other strange little fun fact? Yes. I got pregnant with River when they said I couldn't. They said I hadn't had a period ever since that day when I got the DNC to remove oh, really? that placenta. So I didn't have a period in the rest of 2015, 2016, 2017, oh my God, you have all your 2018, 2019. You had, you had four years of periods I had four, at once. And just at once. Never had it again. So that's why I, you know, I was like, well. You I'm, still don't get it? No, not really. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Still had a baby. Did they say anything? Like doctors? Give they, you any reason? They thought it was weird. I went in for an ultrasound. Must have been right before I got pregnant with River. And the doctor said, did you just have your period? And I said, no, I haven't had my period in like three years or whatever. And he's like, it just seems like there's, you did. Seems like your body looks like it just had it. And I'm like, well, I'm here to tell you I didn't. <laughs> so he was like, man, my mind is blown. So maybe I'm just a, 
maybe I'm just a total wackadoo. My body it just doesn't well, really work. Well, that's cool like though. To be fair, to. like you don't ever feel like get the PMS symptoms or anything like that. I did not at all the whole time before River, and then not for a long time. But these last few months, I almost feel crampy and starving. So I'm like, okay, huh. is it coming back? I'd be fine at this point if it's ready to just wrap up. Same. Wrap this bad boy up. I'm not having any more babies. I don't need it. Uh, Well, thank you for sharing. Thanks for having you. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.